to linger here like this Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two On the front porch with you All Welcome to On the Front Porch with Us your regular Disney podcast. I am Tony Pascal. Uh, I am your host, and this week I am only hosting the first 25 seconds of the podcast before I throw it over to Josh in an interview that he does with David Gooch from Hypotheticast. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to tell you, and I quote, Josh says that I have to be funny um, and use my judgment and stuff. So, uh, a pumpkin podcast, something, something, candy corn, something, something, uh, pumpkins and pumpkin spice joke. Ha 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 All right. Here it is. Josh and David Gooch from Hypotheticast. Hey everybody. I am joined this week by a fellow podcaster and somebody that we're really excited to have on the show, David Gutch. He is a great podcaster. I've listened to his podcast. He uh, does a show called Hypotheticast. Very funny. Very interesting. You should go listen to that. But hi, welcome, Dave. Hi. I, I really appreciate that you called me Dave because I think a lot of my life I've wanted to be a Dave and most of my life been a David. So I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's an informal, informal show. You know, I'm going to we're, we're just we're going to sit down. We're going to sit on the, the, the porch here with some lemonade and these rocking chairs. And, uh, and we'll just we'll just wrap, you know, we'll, we'll get down to the core of it. Yeah, I love it. So uh, really quick, uh, Dave, tell me about your show. Well, it's a it's a show. I like to say it's a show about imagination. Uh, it's a show where we play. Would you rather games? It's a show where we talk about hypothetical concepts and ideas. It's mostly funny. It's sometimes serious. Uh, and we're three best buds that are trying to answer every question that exists. And we're getting there. Okay. Can, can you break me off a piece of that? Some of that, uh, that, that would you rather style question? Sure. Uh, we, we do a different theme every week. Okay. So for instance, if we did a Disney theme, it would say something like, would you rather spend a week with Scar hunting wildebeests in the Lion King, or right. would you rather spend a week stealing people's voices with Ursula in the deep sea? Ooh, that's a hard one. Can I breathe underwater? <laughs> Is that is yes. that okay? So I do have the ability. To you breathe also underwater. can breathe underwater if you are a lion. Also, lions can breathe underwater. Oh great! Oh man, that just changed the yeah. game. Um, <laughs> that I'll, I'll, let me think on it. I'll give you an answer at the end. So, okay, sounds good. <laughs> we we're we're talking about this really obscure old World War II propaganda short that Disney did in 1943 called Der Führer's Face. This was actually your one of the things that you suggested that we do. Uh, why why this short, Dave? Well, I think it's because I grew up looking at specifically Donald is the protagonist of this short, mm -hmm. and I grew up watching him and being like, yeah, he's funny, and look, Mickey, he's funny too. Like Disney is innocent, and they just sort of tell me stories about magic and friendship, and it's it's very non-political right. and then i think i was uh i'm trying to think i was about 19 mm -hmm. and i i joined a band and they did a they did a live show that had a lot of audiovisual elements like lots of lights and a projector and they had clips from this short showing <laughs> in in like a bunch of different 
I, there, it was a big phantasmagoria of images and then clips from this short, which are very shocking and have yeah. swastikas in them. And I was like, okay, what is this? I need to know more about this. I'm scared. I'm not comfortable, you know, and then I found out what it was and I realized, you know, why they were doing it and it all made sense. But I, from that point, I kind of thought, oh, I guess it makes sense that Disney isn't just a safe thing. And sometimes they made very, very blatant American propaganda. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, it it was an interesting thing to watch. And I do want to preface before we say this, uh, before we get into the discussion, that we're talking about this not so much as uh, an art form even or or as uh, a comedic value we're talking about it strictly as a historical piece there was this is right. a, from a list of of world war ii propaganda films that disney did in this time frame i've mm-hmm. got like 12 of them listed that i i just pulled up that i i watched a few of them but it, they were shocking to say the least but they they all sort yeah. of had an agenda and i think that's interesting in itself that that cartoons have this effect so this is not we we don't condone what goes on in this this short film by any means um there are right even though it it may have been well-meaning at the time there are still some bits in there that are racially charged that are yeah that there's some rough parts if you watch this short which i i recommend that you do especially because the the one that i watched i don't know if you watched the same one that i did but at the beginning, there's the the guy standing in front of Walt Disney Studios that he's like, yeah, uh, he's like telling in in all of the shorts, all of these World War II shorts, they added that guy in. So the only versions you can watch, I think, have that guy explaining <laughs> what it right. is. I think it's Leonard Malton. If yeah. I if I am remembering my film critics correctly, I think it's that guy. Yeah. And he gives you just a little context, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, and it, it does. It prefaces it. It says like look here's what this was here's the history behind right. it so that's just a, a a thing to say that that's how we yeah. feel about this before we get into the conversation really quick dave we do this thing whenever we have a guest on the show that we <gasps> throw some rapid fire questions at you just to get to know you a little bit uh oh golly are, do you think you can handle that are you ready i'm i'm very excited okay here we go favorite disney movie Oh, uh, can I? I assume fire. you get this question a lot. Uh, up, up. Okay. Uh, up. Favorite non-Disney movie, The Fountain. Okay. Favorite Disney princess. Oh, oh God, uh, Ursula. <laughs> oh, not really a princess, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, favorite but... non-Disney princess. Oh no. Uh, do I know any? Oh God. Uh. <laughs> You can Do pass I know any to. non-Disney princesses? Uh, Cookie Princess from Adventure Time. Okay, perfect. Favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> Peanut butter. Okay, favorite non-Disney flavor of ice cream? <laughs> uh, chocolate chip with peanut butter. Okay, perfect. And then the last question, and it is a crucial question. If you could be a Muppet, which Muppet would you be? Or would you create an all-new Muppet? Oh, no, I'd be Grover. Grover, okay. I love going, that dude. Going Sesame Street, okay. Technically still a yeah. Muppet, I'll give it to you. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, th- some pressing issues that we had to get out of the way before we could get to this conversation. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So, first of all, let's let's take a second. You at home, go watch this short. Take a second and pause. And then unpause and 
I hope you watch the short because it is uh <laughs> it's it's a good one for for watching. It is 1943. The concept was originally the the name of it was going to be Donald Duck in Nutsy Land and the music by Oliver Wallace, the the name of the song being Der Fuhrer's Face, they changed the name of the the short later on to be to be match the song because it made more sense that way. Mm. So I guess I want to get your initial impressions. What, what what are your what are your first thoughts on this? Well, I think my initial impressions and the ones that I think stuck with me the longest were about caricature. Okay. Because there are lots of those in the, in this short and I mean in a lot of 40s media, honestly. Mm-hmm. But specifically in this short there are depictions of Nazis and others in this axis uh <laughs> that are in, just incredibly offensive and meant to punch every part of what a Nazi could be seen as. Mm-hmm. And and I just find that as a member of the human race in 2018 to be completely not effective. And I don't know if that's me or if that's the way that we uh, that we depict evil now, but I, I just think it's... It, lacks a lot of nuance and is a big punching bag and i i noticed that i reacted to it very like oh i don't i don't care about this and this wouldn't work on me if you were trying to convince me that these people were bad i would just see right through it and know that you were just mocking them instead of saying something actually bad about them yeah and i think that's true to a certain degree that this was this was not intended to be nuanced in any way it was like here, here are nazis and living in nazi land is bad and here's right. you wake up and you get wooden bread and you get to have perfume that smells <laughs> like eggs and bacon um and uh and you have to heil while you're asleep it's like uh, but but the the fact of the matter is that they, they weren't shooting for nuance they they were shooting for yeah each one of these short films had like we said it had an agenda and this one was mm-hmm. you don't want to live there it's way better to live in america um, I have a list of a couple of uh, a couple of ones that came out similar at a similar time that were in the same thing. One of them is called Donald Gets Drafted, where he's like this naive young duck that sees posters of, of like, the army wants you. And he signs up and he goes and it sucks. And then he there's a moment where like he the, the sergeant or his, his commanding officer pretends to chop off his legs or something and he believes that his legs are chopped off and then he steals the 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 sergeant's gun points it at his head and contemplates suicide and it's like holy shit like like wow how did this how did this happen like it's clearly there's one thing when you're saying nazis are bad but then there's another thing (laughs) where you're you're making a statement about how bad the army is and yeah like he seems to be on different sides of things in a lot of these shorts. Huh. So, it, well, and the same thing about there was another one. Like for example, there was one called "Push Away the Tanks" or something like that. Get that tank. And there's this like very flamboyant like Hitler character that's like doing is made to be accentuated in such a way that he's he's homosexual, and uh-huh. it's like, is that really necessary? No, it's not. <laughs> and right. it's it's just like a slap in the face at Hitler. 
even though now it's like holy yeah. shit is that offensive right yeah uh, that's really interesting yeah huh it make it makes me wonder if they saw donald as a consistent character or if donald was just sort of playing the everyman in every one of these propaganda movies yeah sort of the the character of like i don't know any better is what it seems like. right yeah Huh. I don't know, honestly. Yeah. What are your thoughts? And I, I, you and I spoke about about another movie that came out around the same time. It was a full length Disney movie. It was called Victory Through Air Power. What were your thoughts on that one? I was not able to track down a full version that okay. I could that I could stream, but I did find lots of clips from it and a couple um like user made rescored versions uh, and. That combined with De Fuhrer's face is really. I, I I think it should also be combined with the one you're with the Donald gets drafted one in it, in the sense that, you get one perspective. You say, okay, Nazis are bad. Look, look at all these bad things <laughs> that the Germans are that the like these people are doing, to their common folk. Like, look at how awful it is. Good thing we live in America, right? And then you jump to something that visually is very, very similar to what is de being depicted as negative right. in De Fuhrer's face, and all of a sudden it's positive. And you're saying, look at how good we are at bombing other countries. Look how cool America is. <laughs> and it's terrifying to think that the same studio in the same year was like, yep, we made both these movies. I don't see a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I I I got a chance to watch Victory through Air Power before recording this, and okay, the one thing that really got me about the the movie, if you have a chance to watch it, it's um, it's fine. It's it's just like this basically, but it, it like the one thing that got me about it is basically the entire movie is about let's use air power, let's use the air force to drop bombs essentially. And right. Winston Churchill saw the first release of this this short or this movie, Victory Through Air Power, and then convinced Roosevelt to watch the 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 movie as well. <laughs> and that's what eventually led to them making the agreement. Yeah, we should probably be doing this. Wow. Um, so, like, I guess I guess what I want to talk about is. What what are your thoughts on the use of cartoons for propaganda? Because there's other other groups that do it too. Look at Looney Tunes. You know, it happened right. all the time in the Looney Tunes. Yeah. What what are your thoughts on that? I think they're similar to my thoughts on caricature in general. Mm -hmm. And that is to say that it has been and probably will be very effective on a lot of people. <laughs> Political sure. cartoons of course have existed forever. Uh, in print and in animation and uh, back in print and now everywhere, <laughs> you know, in, in all forms. And and I have never really, they've never elicited the response in me that I think they want. Right. And so while, while I can say, I get it and I see what you're doing and I think it's good and sometimes even effective it's not the medium to convince David of whatever you want to convince me of. Right. Okay. So what you're saying is it's, it, it's getting across the point they're trying to get across. They're just not, they're, yeah. they're over dramatizing it or over. Right. 
or over like exaggerating the situation. The, one of the other ones that was on that list was uh, there. It's called something Life in 1943 or something like that, and it's about paying mm-hmm. your taxes. It's one of the voiceover ones <laughs> where it's like, hey, if you pay your taxes, then and then the the boys over over this over the sea can do better. And at one point, it's like uh, the the tax collector has got like a Nazi symbol on his his bag, and it's because if oh, you refuse no. to pay your taxes, you're as bad as the Nazis. And it was like, wow, wow, this is this is nuts. Um, and they're they're clearly doing it over exaggerated. They're they're over exacerbating right. the situation, but they are making a point. I don't know that it's a good point, <laughs> but <laughs> but they're making it. They're making undeniably. It. They are making it. Well, and that that goes to another point. Then is wh- what is the point of these cartoons? The, these mm. short films, especially, if not to entertain, then yeah. why make them? Right. You know? I I guess it's uh, I th- I feel like, and I'm not a historian or a sociologist, so you know, <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> But I feel like one of the uses of political cartoons today and political cartoons in 1943 is to reinforce. Mm-hmm. Nobody is going to win. No Nazi will watch De Fuhrer's face and go, you know what? You're right, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not happening. It's not meant yeah. to convince. It's meant to gild so that me as a person that believes in America can go, yeah, that's right. Look at those dumb Nazis. Look at them doing stupid stuff and eating wooden bread. Idiots. And now I feel good and I got a good laugh because Donald Duck did some jokes. Yeah. So like it it serves to help uh it's propaganda. I mean essentially yeah. it's it's solidarity and reinforcement. And I think that's very valuable especially in a time of war for a country to do sure. because you can't have your people doubting. I mean we the 60s, the late 60s in Vietnam is what happens when your propaganda isn't good enough. Right. And people are angry at you for going to war. Like, that's what happens. And so yeah. these are a way for the government to try to make people feel a little nicer about what they're doing. Yeah, and also to convince them to buy war bonds. Right. It, well, the, the oh, end of yeah. this one is like, man, it feels great to live in the United States of America. He's hugging the Statue of Liberty. There's some... some <laughs> some american flags on the window and it's like god it's good to live here and that's Mm. like a little make sure you go and and support us you know and that's fine that's what it's for yeah almost like a like an npr pledge drive yeah that's (laughs) what it feels like at the end make sure yeah totally so do you have any other notes any other things that you picked up off of this this short well i actually i did think of something specific and you touched on it earlier Mm -hmm. in the queer coded nature of one specific character in this short i don't remember who it was supposed to be i don't know if it was a particular nazi or if it was just one of them that was playing in the band while the song played Mm -hmm. but there was one that was very flamboyant in body language and posture yeah and in super duper duper men yeah. Yes, exactly. That one. Yeah. And that reminded me of the argument, the very, uh, to me, compelling argument that a lot of Disney's villains are queer coded. Yeah. Like Scar 
and uh, Jafar is incredibly that way. He speaks with a lisp, has very feminine features and affect, and yeah. how that's always seen as evil. And I thought it was interesting. It's like, oh, it's even here. Like, look, Disney was doing it even back then. Like, being effeminate as a man is something an evil person does. Yeah, like the the, the androgynous male, the especially with Jafar and Scar, that sort of mm-hmm. androgynous. You can't tell they're they're very effeminate, but they're still like scary and masculine it, it's that that can be a, a tool that can is used a lot in disney actually you're right um yeah l- look at princess and the frog too that the shadow man uh facilier is also similar in that uh, way yeah um, that's true so i i get what you're saying that's true that i mean obviously that's one of the <laughs> the nazis that are a little um over exaggerated the other one is the clear one the mm-hmm. one that's uh He's supposed to be Japanese, and they're um, very yeah. racist. Oof. Depiction. I looked up a picture of, of that man, and it's just so not what they did yeah. that they clearly just said, what's the most offensive Asian drawing that yeah. we can do? Here we go. And it's it's just over the top and terrible. Mm-hmm. And I but mean, there it is. Yeah. There are definitely some bits of this that are racially charged or, um, yeah. or directed at gay people. There's... Right. There are, I will say, there are a few funny moments. I, I guess I, I wouldn't call them funny moments as much as the little details that made me giggle. Like, the fact mm. that the wallpaper has swastikas on it. Like, the <laughs> the window sill has swastika as the pulley string. Or, like, every Nazi has a, has a swastika on his butt. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. hilarious. I think that stuff is pure gold. But <laughs> the rest of this is, is hard for me to watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, there were. I, I had a little mark that in my notes that says comedy, and I watched through the thing again because it's four minutes, five minutes, yeah, something it's, like that, or maybe maybe nine. I, you know, it's watchable multiple times. So I was like, right. you know what, I'm gonna watch through again, and I'm gonna try to just see if I think it's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna see if any of the jokes land with me. Right. And I did kind of like the like the dipping of a coffee bean in some water yeah. and sawing, eating wooden bread, and like all of those things that were really over the top to make it just look completely miserable. The mm-hmm. line in one of the songs that is like, you work 48 hours a day for the Fuhrer. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's funny. Like, and then you work that's some not more. something. Yep. Yeah, and then you work some more, and then you work overtime after you work forty-eight hours a day. I did like think that, the vacation bit was, that funny. was good. The vacation bit made yes, me laugh. yeah, right. Like all of that together, as a completely absurd painting of what the Third Reich looked like, is pretty funny. Like right. that, those are good jokes, and they punch at something that I think should be punched at. So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, I, that's all the notes I have. Thank you so much for being on the show. Really quick. Let's talk about your show. Tell us where you, they can find you and all that stuff. Well, uh, we've got plenty of places that we are on the internet. We're on Facebook at Hypotheticast, Twitter at Hypotheticast. We've got an Instagram. And if you listeners ever have a question, a would you rather question, a hypothetical question, anything like that, you can email it to us at Hypotheticast at gmail.com. We sort of run the gas of our show is listener questions. And so the more responses we get from the Internet, the better our show is. And we have a really cool fan base that sends in lots of stuff every week. 
and really keeps us on our toes because if it were just us we'd roll over the same topics over and over again <laughs> and it would get a little boring so i'm so glad that we have the internet to help us come up with ideas and ask us new terrifying things that we never thought we'd have to answer it's great uh speaking of which i've decided i would probably be scar be with scar hunting in the woods because i mm. could also breathe underwater and <laughs> go go uh eat up some hippos or something Oh yeah. yeah, you could be the first lion that like really got into a hippo's home. Yeah, like went went and like hid in some kelp, and like w- just waited <laughs> under there. But good uh, choice. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again so much for being on the show. Go check out the podcast Hypotheticast. You can find them on those places: uh, Facebook, Twitter at Hypotheticast. Uh, show them some love. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dave. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. Absolutely. We hope to have you on again sometime, and I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, y'all. Welcome to the Outcast. Uh, Nope, not the outro of our podcast is what I meant. You're not being outcast of anything. Um, Thanks again to uh, David Gooch from Hypotheticast. Uh, And don't forget to follow him on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Uh, You can also find us on those things, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Front Porch Disney. Also, you should like, rate, and review, and subscribe to our show, um, because that's how people find us, and, you know, then more people will rate and review and subscribe, because they'll listen to this episode, and uh, I'm doing a really good job of telling you all to do that thing. Uh, And here's the thing, Josh doesn't think I'm going to do a good job at this, but if you all show him that you get that I get more rates and reviews on subscribes than he does, something about honey and flies, uh, then uh, I will be proven uh, victorious, and I would appreciate that. So if you haven't rated, re- reviewed, and subscribed yet, please do that. Uh, and then we'll check the numbers, and I will tell Josh that I am the best at recording outros. Um, anyway, you can use the pumpkin potathon hashtag and the front porch talks hashtag to let your friends and us and me in particular know that you like our content and my content. Uh, in fact, when you're writing the reviews, I want you to say uh, the outro for the week three pop pumpkin potathon was great. It was the best outro that's ever been done in the history of podcasting. Uh, and I want you to write that right there in the reviews. Thank you. That would be great. Uh, and very validating. And I just want to say thank you in advance. Thank you. Bye. I love to linger here like this. Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two. On the front porch with you. All I want. So do you want to start? Sure. I'm Casey. And I'm Jeff. And this show's called Everything is Awesome because we try to highlight the things that are good in the world. That doesn't mean it's all positive all the time. We get into some really heavy stuff. But we try to find solutions, ways of viewing the big issues that help our listeners see how we can fix the problems that plague us, whether it's racism, mental illness, gun violence, sexism in the media, But it's not all heavy. We also talk to cool guests. Including writers. We share our work. And give each other notes. Review books, movies, TV shows, and other things that we love. And generally have a fun, cool time getting to know our guests. 
and each other. <laughs> it's everything is awesome. With Jeff and Casey. Oh, maybe we should do that part together. It's, it's everything, everything is, is awesome. awesome. With Jeff and Casey. No, you're supposed to say with Jeff and Casey. It's, it's everything, everything is, is awesome. awesome. With Jeff and Casey. Namaste.